thinking, can I pull this off? Can I pull off this very straight, flat thing, given the fact that I'm, you know, usually much more uh, dramatic? And uh, yeah, I guess Mm -hmm. I could. We did have a digital Voyager, but we didn't use it very much. At the time, uh, CG technology was not producing images we were as happy with as we became later as the technology improved. So next generation, everything was shot photographically with miniatures, with only a few exceptions. One was the giant crystalline creature that Mm -hmm. kind of looked like sharp-edged tumbleweed, um, and the the baby creature in Galaxy's Child, and uh, a few others. Physically very demanding. They put us in an igloo to uh, get this uh, breath gag. Yes. When we were frozen, we truly were frozen. (laughs) And they built this igloo on stage nine and put about five or six air conditioning units in there. We were surrounded by dry ice. Parma, parma. It was, uh, what a treat. What a treat. And I think uh, in the sequel, I got to do a duet with Andrea Martin. We just heard from Tasia Valencia on playing a Vulcan in the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, Coming of Age. Also, special effects master Dan Curry on the digital effects in Star Trek Voyager. Dominic Keating also talked about his key episode in Star Trek Enterprise, Shuttle Pod 1, and we finished off with Todd Stashwick doing his Cowardly Lion voice, which he did in an animated film. So this means this is Volume 2 of Trek Chats, where I comb my archives and pull out some Star Trek interviews and segments. And this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. And I'm Tony Tolado. Let's begin with Tasia Valenza, as we said, and she played a Vulcan in the episode Coming of Age, as we mentioned, and we talked about her Vulcan experience. I admitted to her that I had a crush on her character. Uh, She was the first adult Vulcan, actually, uh, since Spock. A little bit of trivia, yeah, they never had one before, and when I got the part and I had my little china doll wig on in my ears i was like i could be That's fox right. spawn i could be his his lineage absolutely so thank you for that it was a really fun again i was you know i had watched it growing up my older brother was a huge trekkie fan and i kind of just got taken on the ride and so i think that was my, my first time thinking can i pull this off can i pull off this very straight flat thing given the fact that i'm you know, usually much more uh, dramatic. And uh, yeah, I guess Mm -hmm. I could. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how many uh, iterations of Star Trek and keep coming out and Star Wars. People people really uh, identify with the magic of being, you know, and I guess in real life, uh, we're a lot closer to making that a reality than we were when I make when I made Next Gen. So, you know, that's that's what that's the cool thing about sci fi, right? It kind of brings the possibilities of what could be and eventually uh, uh, good or bad a lot of it seems to be actually coming into fruition by the way she was also the computer voice of the shinzu in star trek discovery and there is more of trek chats so stay tuned Dan Curry was the visual effects supervisor on several of the star trek shows we chatted about how some of those effects were created did have a digital Voyager, but we 
didn't use it very much. At the time, uh, CG technology was not producing images we were as happy with as we became later as the technology improved. So next generation, everything was shot photographically with yeah. miniatures, with only a few exceptions. One was the giant crystalline creature that mm-hmm. kind of looked like sharp-edged tumbleweed. Um, and the uh, the baby creature in Galaxy's Child. Oh, yeah. And uh, a few others. But uh, other than that, it, and the technology was uh, state-of-the-art at the time, was shooting miniatures and doing uh, video uh, compositing. And lay, we restarted off doing one-inch analog. Yeah. And then... We, when D5 came along, that really helped us out because mm-hmm. you could dupe generations without any image quality loss. And Deep Space Nine, we had Odo and the That's wormhole right. and a few other things as CG, but we still used uh, miniatures for most of the spaceships. In the big space battles where we had hundreds of ships, it was mm-hmm. physically impossible to shoot all those miniatures right. in the time allowed. So what we did is four ground ships were the physical miniatures, and then the background ships were CG. And there was only one CG shot of the Deep Space Nine station in the entire series, and that was the very last shot of the series because we couldn't get close enough to the brilliant model made by Tony Meiniger Mm -hmm. uh, to pull out the window. So that was the only time we used the CG version of of the ship. You know, and what was it like when you wor- worked on Enterprise and you knew this was, when you all found out this was it, you guys were, this whole group of special people weren't going to be working together anymore? We've spent so many years on Star Trek and there were a number of us that we called the 18-year club who were on <laughs> from season one of Next Generation to yeah. the end of Enterprise. And we had become family by that time. And mm-hmm. we Many of us still remain very close friends and see each other frequently. And uh, and it was the end of an era. It's like as the uh, title of the of the uh, last episode of TNG: yeah. All good things come to pass. That's right. Um, and so we all understood that we were part of something that was greater than the sum of its parts, and that it was a global cultural phenomenon so we all felt that we were blessed to be a part of that and our work was seen by millions of people and for me personally Star Trek gave me a a home where my range of goofy skills had value (laughs) and it's very rare on a show where there's such a high degree of cooperation between the art department the makeup department, wardrobe and camera and so there were, instead of being protective like medieval fiefdoms, as may occur on mm-hmm. some shows, Star Trek was, because of the mutual trust and respect the department had, has, mm-hmm. had, that we were able to do, uh, me personally, I was able to do a lot of design work and working with the great stunt coordinator, Dennis Madalone, yeah. I was able to design weapons and come up with martial arts styles and then uh, directing second unit was great. And then I had the opportunity to direct an episode, but my time commitment on overseeing visual effects made it impossible to 
take on whole episodes because it just took me out for three weeks. I really enjoyed working with uh, all the cast members were terrific. And so it was uh, a really wonderful experience. And Mm -hmm. it's good to know that our work still holds up. And we were very pleased to know that somewhere there's a Star Trek on it right now and millions of people are watching it. Dominic Keating played Lieutenant Malcolm Reed on Star Trek Enterprise. And we chatted about a pivotal episode for Malcolm in Shuttle Pod 1. It was a joy. I, I didn't want that week to end. It was, um, I didn't expect to get that kind of opportunity on, on, on this kind of show mm-hmm. to stretch my, you know, um, acting muscles that way. And it was a real joy. I, uh, you know, I have very fond memories. Again, it was a tough week. Um, physically very demanding. They put us in an igloo to uh, get this. Uh, breath gag. Yes. When we were frozen, we truly were frozen. <laughs> and they built this igloo on stage nine and put about five or six air conditioning units in there. We were surrounded by dry ice. Mm. Every shot we did, they filled up the shuttle pod with, ni- um, uh, what's that? Very cold. Is it nitrous oxide? Nitrous oxide, yeah. yeah. They filled up the shuttle pod with nitrous oxide as it was depleting so that you couldn't quite see it. We stepped into the shot, filmed for about 25, 30 seconds, and then mm. the gag, the breath gag started to go again. Not Because it wasn't quite cold enough. Get back out, fill it up with nitrous oxide, do a pickup, and we shot the whole episode like that. Wow. And uh, the noise of the air conditioning units was just interminable. Every time you hit a car... <laughs> And you were out of the cold, as it were. Then the noise started up. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was something. But I have to say, you know, uh, I did not want that week to end. I, I loved every second of it. And uh, it was just so much fun acting with Connor. We have such a rhythm together and, you know, a, a wonderful respect for each other as actors. And uh, it's really a joy to work with him. I love doing anything with him. There is definitely more of Truck Chats. I'm Tony Tolado, so stay tuned. Todd Stashwick was recently in Star Trek Picard as Captain Liam Shaw. However, he also talked about another career milestone besides Star Trek. People might not know this, but you actually, Adam, you actually did the voice of the Cowardly Lion in in, in you know in a, in a movie where Tom and Jerry going back to Oz. Yes, and you got to sing the song that was cut out of the movie originally, the Jitterbug. Jitterbug. Yes, I did. Puruma, puruma. It was uh, what a treat! What a treat! And I think I, in the sequel, I got to do a duet with Andrea Martin. Uh, okay. We weren't in the same room, but uh, it was cool to listen to her her playback. And she's Second City as well, uh, yeah. like myself. Um, it uh, yeah, that was a treat. Like I love animation, and uh, the chance to do an iconic role in an iconic franchise once again. Uh, like not only was it Tom and Jerry, which I grew up watching, it was Wizard of Oz, which I grew up watching and loving the Cowardly Lion and imitating the Cowardly Lion since I was a boy, and then uh, somebody pulled my tail. Um, <laughs> uh, that was just an absolute uh, bucket list moment as well. My life is filled with buckets and they keep getting filled. Just want to remind you, you can enroll in a free lifetime membership at Sci-Fi Talk Plus with early release, exclusive and uncut episodes. Just click on the link in the show notes to enroll. Again, it is free for a lifetime. 
Thanks for listening to Trek Chats, my volume two. I'm Tony Tolado.